Testament reading is from Jeremiah chapter 26, starting verse 8. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak all the, to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, and say, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This, this house shall be like Shiloh, and the city shall be desolate and without inhabitation. And all the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and took their seat at the entry of the new, <coughs> excuse, new gate of the house of the Lord. Then the priest and the prophets said to the officials and to all the people, this man deserves a sentence of death because he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people saying, the Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city and all the words you, you have heard. Now therefore, mend your ways and your deeds. Obey the voice of the Lord your God and the Lord will relent the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I'm in your hands do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to speak all these words in your ears. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verse uh, starting verse 17. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in the shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject, subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand now for the verse for Lent. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, 
I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we heard in our Old Testament reading today about the prophet Jeremiah, telling the people what God had given them to tell them. But yet they didn't hear it. They didn't want it. In fact, they didn't want anything to do with Jeremiah or the words of the Lord. And they sent him away. So also in our gospel reading, you see that same kind of thing happening. This time to the very Son of God as he comes to the holy city where the temple of God resides and they don't want anything to do with him. You know, they say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> and if that's true, then what fury in hell awaits those who scorn a mother hen who longs to gather her chicks under her wing? What fury is in store for those who spurn their creator the one who's given them everything. And what hell lies ahead for those who would even dare destroy the one who sent, was sent to save them. You see, our gracious God had chosen Jerusalem to be his holy city, to receive a special measure of his attention and blessings upon blessings. But time and time and time and again, Jerusalem had rejected the men that the Lord had sent to deliver his messages. Over and over again. It's like they can't stand the thought of God's word coming to them. And here in our text today in the gospel, the people of Jerusalem are on the brink of rejecting even their creator and savior. As he comes in person to them to reject the prophet who Jesus is who God is himself what fury should be kindled against Jerusalem but that's not actually the point of our text today instead and amazingly our Lord Jesus still longs to gather his people together just as he still longs to gather all those who time and time again reject him. In other words, all of us. God yearns for us to be under his care, to be subject to his love, and to do the things that he has given for us to do. But so often do we hear and listen to what God is saying. 
I think many times you and I, we hear a lot of things, but it's not necessarily the things that God would have us hear. We hear the announcer at the basketball game on television very clearly. But we don't hear God's voice very well. Yes, we can listen to all the advice columnists in the newspapers, but do we listen to God's counsel in his word? You see, there are many things that we listen to, but what is the best thing for us to listen to? God and his word. So here comes Jesus into the city that has been called into existence by God to be the place of his residence. Here comes the royal son of God into that place, and they reject him. And they reject the one who sent him as well. But yet God doesn't give up. God does not give up on them. And he certainly doesn't give up on us either. Even when we think that we deserve nothing. Even when we think that God has somehow silenced his voice to us. God is still there. By faith, we trust his promise that he is faithful to us even when we are not faithful. And see, as Jesus enters Jerusalem this time in our text, we see that he, he yearns and longs for holding close God's people, his people, only to have his people turn against him but even their own rejection of their own savior will not prevent him from coming back to her again you see this is not the last time that Jesus will be in Jerusalem there is another time yet to come and so deceit and threats will not dissuade Jesus from going to Jerusalem. The Pharisees, they don't want any part of him. They don't want him around. They try to send him packing. And they sound so darn helpful in their glee to get rid of him. But yet, they know somehow in their own mind and understanding that unless he makes inroads into Jerusalem, he won't ever be accepted. And so they tried to get him out of town, out of the way. And isn't that also sometimes what you and I do as well? When we're not comfortable, when our conscience bothers us with something, we send God to his room, right? Because we don't want to have him see what we're doing. We put him up on a shelf. We try to get rid of him, tried to send him back. But yet God doesn't give up. God comes back again. God comes to us to remind us of his love and how much we need him. How much we need him even though we don't deserve it. Yet God 
wants us to know of his love. And see, if Jesus turns and runs, he'll lose all credibility with his followers. And yet, he doesn't run, does he? He makes a statement, knows he sets his face to Jerusalem yet again to come and do what it's going to take to help people understand that God is fully committed to his love for us. Because going to Jerusalem, that decision of Jesus is going to result in his death. He's been already telling his disciples this. And they also are told that Jerusalem will reject him yet again. Can you imagine their surprise when Jesus enters that last time to the shouts of hosannas? You see, the disciples probably thought, well, God, everything has changed. Everything's going our way. Only for a few days later, for the crowds, as they are fickle, to change their shouts from hosannas to crucify. Jerusalem has a long history of killing the prophets that are sent to it. Jeremiah faced death. Others suffered it. Jesus, we know, as the true prophet, the true prophet who will go to Jerusalem as is his duty. And he goes there to die in willing obedience to his father. And so Jesus' journey to Jerusalem thus becomes sort of a way of life for every follower of his. Because we too must see our Lord on the cross for our sins. We too must understand that he died in our place for our transgressions, for all the times that we had sinned, Jesus paid the price. And so this morning, we realize that without Jesus, we would be lost forever. But Jesus and his death gives us hope. And his resurrection is triumphant and helps us to understand even better God's amazing love. He lays it all out for us so that we can escape hell, so that we can be out of the clutches of the devil and so that our sin doesn't <clears throat> condemn us as well. So Jesus is not afraid to go to Jerusalem. He knows what's going to wait for him there. He knows the people are going to turn, and yet he comes. And he comes this morning too, even knowing when our faith gets weak and we turn away from him, that God still comes, because that's what God does. He tries and tries and tries again to show forth his love to each of us, to each of us as a rebel as we are. And how many times can God be hurt and not give up on loving? God doesn't.
He doesn't give up. You and I, we may choose to turn away. It's only so much hurt can we handle from someone that we reach out in love toward. But God does not give up. Just as a parent never turns their, their life away from their children, so also God does not turn his face from his children as well. He continues to come after us. He doesn't say, well, they just rejected me, let them rot. He doesn't do that. But he keeps coming. It's almost like the reverse of the Jaws theme, right? You know. God keeps coming. But instead of judgment and death, he brings life and healing. Because he doesn't give up. Because his love is just that strong. So today, may we listen more intently to what God is saying. May we pay more attention to his words of love, his words of wisdom for our lives. And may you and I, even though the world turn upside down against us, even if cold weather should come and make us put on coats again, no matter what comes, may we listen and carry out what our Lord has given us. May we hear his voice. Yes, certainly it may be true, hell hath no fury for us because our prophet has come to us and he has swallowed death and given us his victory. Amen. Thank you.